June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Let's talk about my mochi ice cream. Why? Because friends do not let friends miss out on something this good. My Mochi is premium ice cream wrapped in sweet soft dough, and the flavors are amazing. Like My Mochi double chocolate with rich chocolatey bits, it's a chocolate lover's dream. Or don't get me started on My Mochi strawberry ice cream. It's cool, creamy, and bursting with natural berry flavor. And the sweet, luscious flavor of My Mochi mango will send your taste buds straight to the tropics. My Mochi is gluten-free, perfectly portioned, and only around 90 calories per piece. Taste the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream today. Find My Mochi at Walmart or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, Kanye West for president. I have decided in 2020 to run for president. Is this a publicity stunt? What his family really thinks. The world would be a better place. Then, Chris Pratt's Jurassic Journey. I'm in London currently. Going back to work in a pandemic while also supporting pregnant wife Catherine. Plus, David Schwimmer's TV return and an update on the Friends reunion. I just had so much fun. And Hamilton's TV takeover. The hidden messages to fans you may have missed. That was really one of the reasons we wanted to film this. E.T. starts now. Hello and welcome. You know, there were a lot of things over the weekend that made us scratch our heads, but none more so than the fact that Kanye West announced that he is running for president. It feels like a publicity stunt, but here's what you need to know about Kanye's campaign. I have decided in 2020 to run for president. I'm living in that 21st century. Kanye is 100% running for president. That's what a source tells ET, adding, Kim is always unwavering in her support and loves that he isn't afraid of what people think about him. But for the most part, Hollywood isn't having it. Actress Octavia Spencer tweeted, too much foolishness today. Hashtag sit all the way down. Tiffany Haddish joked, I too am running for president of the United States. John Stamos posted this campaign pic as VP for his former Full House co-star, joking, 
and if anything should happen to sag it. And this meme was our favorite, keeping up with the Kardashians' White House edition. So is Kanye for real or is this a publicity stunt? He did just drop new music. They don't want Kanye to be Kanye. Well, our source claims the White House dream is legit and it's the same way when he launched his fashion brand. He was obsessed. But we're told there are others who are close to Kanye who think he's being impractical and is just caught up in the moment. In fact, apparently Kanye has no campaign organization, hasn't filed any paperwork, and has missed the ballot deadline in several key states. So while Kanye's running for president, Chris Pratt is busy running from dinosaurs. I'm in London currently. We're back in production on Jurassic World Dominion. Pratt is back at work, but took the 11-hour flight home to L.A. to spend the 4th of July weekend with pregnant wife Catherine. The couple took a one-hour walk on Saturday. Filming on Jurassic World Dominion resumes today, but Pratt is expected to be finished in time to return to L.A. for the birth. Something I like to say to the cast members before we start production is we are going to have our names and faces on something that will outlive us. The studio is going to extreme lengths to keep the entire cast and crew safe, spending a reported $5 million on everything from 150 hand-washing stations to nightly antiviral fogging of the sets. I appreciate that the folks who are making Jurassic are doing it, you know, with their eyes wide open and getting all of the information from, uh, you know, the folks who are really at the front lines and, and really understand what we're facing here. COVID-19 is a severe lung infection that attacks the lungs and could cause lasting damage. The OG Jurassic Park cast is back for the threequel. Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum have been health advocates during the lockdown. And Sam Neill recently dropped some hints about his role while filming this skit with Stephen Fry. Well, I've been training. I've been, you know, getting fit. Oh, yes, of course, um, dinosaurs. Not allowed to talk about it. Of course, of course. But um, I have to fight Chris Pratt and Jeff Goldblum at the same time. I win there. The cast will be joined on set by Terry, who won the chance to get eaten by a dino as part of the all-in challenge. Chris Zoom-bombed Terry and his family with the good news. We have some really cool ideas for How to Kill You in a memorable and exciting way. That is, I'm sorry, this is just, this is crazy. This is awesome. Death by Dino, what a way to go. All right, turning now to Candace Cameron Bure. Her post Fuller House gig is taking her all the way to Canada. But like Chris, she's seeing that filming in a pandemic comes with its own set of safety rules. We're abiding by all the Canadian laws and we have to quarantine. We'll be the only two people in, uh, in a home for two weeks until we get to start production. Candace spent the fourth quarantining in Vancouver with her Hallmark movie mom, Mary Lou Henner. Production on their Aurora Tea Garden mystery was shut down in March. A lot of people asked, how did we get to Canada with the border closed? We are considered essential workers because without us, they can't finish the film. And this film employs about 200 Canadian people. Yeah, Vancouver is the third largest location for TV and film production after LA and New York. It adds $3 billion and 700,000 jobs to the economy. Have they told you guys how things will change because of safety with the pandemic? 
Yeah, there are definitely new protocols that we have to follow and the shooting schedules are taking longer in general because people can't all be in the same room together, so the process will just take longer. We caught up with Candace as she was packing for the two-month trip. After she wraps on her 14th Aurora Tea Garden mystery, she starts production on her ninth Hallmark Christmas movie. The amount of luggage that I'm bringing is actually ridiculous. I have to bring everything with me. I can't go out. I can't even go to a grocery store, like nothing. I have a whole suitcase that has just food, which sounds crazy. On one of those Christmas movies, Candace got to team up with her 21-year-old look-alike daughter, Natasha. So, Natasha, do you watch that one? I know. <laughs> I do not watch myself. I literally cringe. Another place you can see this mother-daughter duo is TikTok. I didn't want to join, and now that I have, I am, like, down the rabbit hole. It's so much fun. <laughs> Any TikToks she's done that have embarrassed you, that you've been like, Mom, why'd you Yes, are you kidding? Um, <laughs> yes. Do not do this. <laughs> See what I'm doing? Mom, I'm really trying to film a singing video. <gasps> I was trying to do it with my mother, and Natasha was like, no. I'm, I'm not letting like, you know that. No, no. She's like, you know what? No, Natasha just takes the fun out of TikTok. We're just done. Meanwhile, Candace's TV dad, Bob Saget, was busy on Instagram praising the Hamilton film. He wrote, it will be on a loop in my home forever. Many people would agree as Lin-Manuel Miranda's movie dominated its shot on Disney+. Plus. I'm really grateful that in a time when there is no live theater, we're able to provide that in a big way. Oh, it was big. Disney paid a reported $75 million for the rights, nine cameras, more than 100 microphones, and a cast shooting and reshooting 13 different numbers across three performances to capture angles that Broadway fans who paid over 10000 bucks for a front row seat wouldn't even get to see. That was really one of the reasons we wanted to film this. For the first time I'm thinking past tomorrow. Downloads of Disney Plus were up more than 72% this weekend, and social media exploded with funny memes and plenty of mimicking TikToks, but fans really went nuts over this. Don't change the subject. Yeah, Disney got us way up close and personal to Jonathan Groff and his <laughs> bit. You'll be back. But did you notice a hidden Easter egg in this scene? They all give a horizon line with their arm. I'm imitating um, Derek Jeter at home plate because my son and I love to watch the Yankees together. The hip-hop-infused musical about founding father Alexander Hamilton was filmed for Disney back in 2016, just before creator Lin-Manuel left the cast. He went on to star in Mary Poppins Returns, but now the Tony winner's behind two more big movie musicals with his Hamilton co-stars. Little Mermaid, we're so excited. In the Heights, we're so excited. Any surprises? There are new songs for Little Mermaid. Halle Bailey is going to be such an incredible Ariel. But when it came to how these characters speak and what they say, I've, I've known that all my life. Um, so that was a joy. David Diggs, Thomas Jefferson will play Sebastian in the upcoming live-action Little Mermaid. Anthony Ramos stars in the movie version of the musical In the Heights. And you'll see Leslie Odom Jr., a.k.a. Aaron Burr, next in singer Sia's upcoming movie Music with Kate Hudson. I would expect nothing less from such a talented cast. Well, the Hamilton family, along with the Broadway and Hollywood communities, are also mourning the loss of beloved actor Nick Cordero.
The 41-year-old passed away yesterday after a grueling three-month battle with coronavirus. His wife Amanda confirmed the news on her Instagram, quote, God has another angel in heaven now. I am in disbelief and hurting everywhere. Elvis and I will miss him in everything we do every day. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help the family. It has already doubled its initial $400,000 goal. And Amanda is one of my sisters as a Radio City Rocket. Um, she's part of that sisterhood, and I know that all of the Rocket sisters are, are wrapping our arms around you right now, Amanda. And please, everyone out there, this is serious. Wear a mask. All right, let's switch gears now to the latest country star bringing his concerts to the drive-in. Brad Paisley's plans to keep fans safe and what you never knew about his love story. How he met his father of the bride star White. I owe that movie everything. Plus, David Schwimmer reveals why we may be waiting even longer for the Friends reunion. Which makes the whole thing really tricky. And Big Brother turns 20. You are stuck in this house with these nine strangers. Host Julie Chen Moonves then and now. Feels like no time has passed. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Vanilla Ice canceled his July 3rd concert in Austin, Texas, just one day before he was set to take the stage. I listen to my fans, I hear all you people out there. I didn't know the numbers were so crazy in Austin. But Brad Paisley has found a much safer way to perform. This Friday, he headlines Live Nation's first ever concert series, live from the drive-in. Get a little mud on the tide. We are super pumped about live from the drive-in. Are you pretty pumped about that, getting back out there in front of a crowd? I, I really am. We went through stages of trying to plan this because it's very important to me that this doesn't spread the virus. We're gonna get tested, we're gonna take temperatures, and I love the way that Live Nation has figured out how you park these cars, where every car and every parking place is the place where people will watch this show. My goal is to have zero spread of this disease with one show. There is no his tent, No Eye and Beer, is sure to get the socially distanced crowd on their feet. The song sparked this beer skitball challenge on social media. I felt like I had a natural ability for that. It's dangerous. You need to wear a cup if you're a guy. <laughs> Brad's wife, Kimberly, is totally in on the social media action. She crashed Brad's video, tied him up in a pantry, and even let him color her hair. The two recently celebrated 17 years of marriage and did this. Father of the Bride, your wife introduced the movie to your boys. I owe that movie everything. Hold on, Dad. That's how I met her. Ex-girlfriend in college, that was our first date. Then years later, when that girl dumped me, it was the heartbreak that led to a couple of hit songs. And then I reached out to Kim and said, I think it'd only be fair if you were in the video. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna miss her. I love it. That is weirdly beautiful. In some weird way, I'm the only guy that sat in that theater and said, I'm gonna marry that girl. And really did. Now that's a story for the grandkids, and you two make an incredible team. Moving on, Big Brother hits a major milestone. I never thought we'd still be here and talking about a 20-year anniversary. 
Why host Julie Chen Moonves never thought the show would survive. So we're gonna get like canceled mid-season. Then David Schwimmer's TV return. What he lacks in intelligence, he, he makes up for in confidence. His new role, you'll love to hate. Boom, mic drop. I know that the reunion had to be postponed because of the pandemic, but was it just important for you guys to all be in a room together? Is that why you wanted to push it back as far as you could? I can tell you that we are uh, hoping to shoot it in August. We'll do it when it's safe. There's always been the hope that component of that reunion show will have a live audience, which makes the whole thing really tricky. Obviously, we're not gonna risk yeah. anyone's health by doing this. So you'll know when I know, because I have no idea. When the reunion that'll air on HBO Max finally does happen, the cast could address recent criticisms that the 90s sitcom wasn't diverse enough. It took seven seasons before Gabrielle Union played the first black love interest on the show. It's really heavy. <laughs> I got it. Even when you were on Friends, you were fighting uh, in your way for diversity and equality by really fighting for having your love interest be a woman of color. I really felt like Ross should date other people, um, women of all, of all races. I'm just proud of us. You know, there's no weirdness, no tension. No awareness. <laughs> Why was it so important to you when you were on that show to do that? Well, because that's just how I was raised. Um, I mean, my parents were activists. It just felt wrong that there was not enough representation on the show. On the other hand, it was doing some incredible things. If you remember the pilot, my character was losing his wife to uh, a woman. And you never knew she was a lesbian. <laughs> The way they portrayed gay marriage on the show and how we as a family, you know, made it work, I thought was great. Now, David's starring in the new Peacock comedy, Intelligence, as an egotistical national security agent. The six-part series is all about diversity, according to creator and co-star Nick Muhammad. Actually, a lot of off-screen talent as well, you know, we, we yeah. really strove to have a diverse crew, and I think that's often where the lack of representation really does lie is, 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 is often off screen. I think we can learn a lot from each other, right. especially from me. I thought the idea was hugely original, setting this workplace comedy against the backdrop of the high stakes national security, cyber crime and cyber terrorism. Hello? Hi, Mom. I just thought it was really fun opportunity to explore an abuse of power. No way. I was expecting a guy. He's racist, homophobic, sexist. Wah, wah, wah. He's a bull in a china shop and full of self-belief. But what he lacks in intelligence, he makes up for in confidence. Boom, mic drop. That looks really good. And speaking of confidence, that's definitely something you need to have if you're looking to do a show like Big Brother, which is a dream for both of us, right, Kev? Ain't no way we survive in a house together for two months. But you know what? That's the kind of drama that has made this CBS competition series iconic for two decades. Hi, I'm Julie Chen. Welcome to Big Brother. Count your friends in the house. Done already? Did you really ever understand what Big Brother would become when you first started this adventure? Absolutely not. Everyone hated it. 20 years, 21 seasons, and 289 house guests later, the cameras are still rolling on all the secret alliances, backdoor evictions, showmances, and wacky challenges. 
E.T. was there from the very beginning as Cruz built the first Big Brother house. Compared to recent seasons, it was pretty basic, but there were chickens and a pool. We're going to show you this clip from your very first interview. Okay, go ahead. Okay, ChenBot ready. We hope it gives Millionaire a run for its money. <laughs> I can't get over how thin my eyebrows were. Uh, uh, I love her. Um. Season two of Big Brother is the place that the word showmance was coined. I mean, we've had... I think more marriages than The Bachelor. Yeah, it's true. Only three of The Bachelors are married to someone from their season, while Big Brother can take credit for four marriages. Everyone loves Jeff and Jordan because they were, you know, America's yeah, sweetheart. But a controversial house guest were Brendan and Rachel. You are the person that I cannot live without. They're married, they have kids. I think she's expecting another child. What is the unexpected twist that surprised you the most? When we had twins play the game ah! and having a brother and sister in the house who didn't know they were brother and sister. We have the same father. Other shocking moments. In season two, Justin was removed from the house for holding a knife to Krista's neck. Would you get mad if I killed you? At this point, Justin picked up a large kitchen knife. In season three, Marcellus won the veto, but didn't use it. Marcellus, you are now evicted from the Big Brother house. It was the biggest, like, not smart move in Big Brother history. And then there was the time Shannon stole Hardy's toothbrush. She knows there are cameras there. And her laugh when she did it. <laughs> You know, every season, Big Brother delivers that one insane moment. Okay, coming up, remembering country music and southern rock legend, Charlie Daniels. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the E.T. podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. As we say goodnight, we just want to take a moment to remember country music legend Charlie Daniels, who passed away this morning from a stroke. Never went down to Georgia. He was looking for soul steel. Of course, Daniels is best known for his signature hit from 1979, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. It just clicked. It just hit everybody right here. I'm the best has ever been. He could play a mean fiddle. Daniels was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2016. You know, it's poignant that Daniels passed away just two days after the 4th of July because of his love for this country and the military. Six years ago, he co-founded the Journey Home Project to help veterans. Charlie Daniels was 83. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You don't strike me as a man to give up easily. No, sir, I'm not. Over 80 million viewers have made Tracker America's number one TV show. Please find my husband. I'll do whatever I can. Someone's missing. This is the guy you want looking for. Found her. I got your location. I'm Coulter Shaw. I'm here to take you home. The CBS original Tracker. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. 
Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.